welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here in Vegas at the Reawaken America Tour with Owen Schroyer. How are you doing today? Uh, it's been a long day. I'm feeling great to be around great Americans, patriots, just good people like this. It's an exhilarating thing. Yeah, absolutely. So you were not able to make it in person, but you did do a video for the Cause Fest, and it was awesome. So did you know much? Did you hear much about the event and how it went? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I talked to some of the people that were there. You know, what's happening is there's this void that people are filling, and that's events where you meet like-minded people. Yeah. Uh, Trump supporters, conservatives, Christians, you know, people are hosting these types of events because there is this void where we're looking for like-minded people. We're looking for stuff that isn't riddled with leftist propaganda medical mandates and so it's kind of this organic new thing that's that's building i mean this event was huge i mean look at all the media out here so i think it's just a matter of we really are the majority right yeah. i mean we really are the majority now and i think that the populist movement is starting to create this new marketplace a marketplace of ideas a marketplace of events and i don't think it's going anywhere yeah i totally agree um for us we really wanted to engage the arts when you get some of the younger people engaged. And uh, I feel like even here, like it's a wonderful event, but a lot of the audience is older. Yeah. You know, so we really think that it's important that the, right? Well, younger people don't usually like politics. Right. Is your problem. I think that this is why I've liked what Vivek Ramaswamy has done yeah. since launching his campaign. And I understand the concerns and he really has no political capital, but he has drawn in the youth to the conservative yeah, message in a way that I, I don't know anybody has. I mean, there's no doubt Donald Trump started to kind of hit that youth, hit that first time voter. But first time voters at like an 80 percent rate lean Democrat. I mean, it's it's overwhelming how left they lean. And what do you expect when they're voting on a college campus run by uh, liberals? Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, I think Trump started to tap into the youth. I think Vivek is really starting to tap into the youth. But I think where the rubber is really going to meet the road is not going to be on the politics issues. It's going to be on the cultural things. Yep. It's going to be on, um, do you want to look like Chris Christie or do you want to look like Vivek Ramaswamy? You know, I think okay. that these are the things. And also the areas where, where the areas where the youth resides, sports, music, yep. entertainment. We're starting to get a little bit more of a foothold there. I know from being in the sports world, most most athletes and people in the sports world, they're not liberals. They're not. They're no. conservatives. They just don't want to speak their mind. They don't right. want to say this. They're afraid of what the repercussions might be. I think that's changing. And uh, once those types of individuals start talking conservative values, uh, preaching conservative values, I think there's going to be a major shift change in the way that the youth votes. And I think that this is going to happen sooner than later. Oh, that would be wonderful. I really hope so. I think you're absolutely right about the athletes. You know, I always say even the most talented, gifted athlete is not going to get to the Olympics by sitting on the couch. Yeah. So they understand intrinsically the values of conservatism. And guess who gets taxed almost more than anybody? Athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Heard of a jock tax? You ever heard of this? Yeah. A jock tax. Just for being a professional athlete, you get taxed. I can't believe they put up with this crap. That that is really crazy. It's insane. And nobody. What if they had a doctor tax? Right. What if they had a media tax? Yeah, but they have a jock tax. They have a jock tax. It's crazy. And nobody says anything. I mean, you don't even hear about this. The athletes don't complain. Why? Why do you think that is? I think there's two reasons. One, they make so much money that they probably don't even notice. 
if they're, I mean, they should. It's millions of dollars. Yeah. Two, I also think that these media organizations that pretty much own the television rights, they don't want those messages involved. If right. it's not liberal politics, then they're not promoting the message and they don't want it anywhere. And you might get fined. Right. So uh, I think that's kind of the problem as far as that concerned. I don't know how they put up with it. I, I look at some of these contracts. I mean, you'll get a NBA player contract. And I mean, yeah, it's an exorbitant amount of money, no doubt. I'm a free market capitalist, though. So a guy signs an NBA contract for $50 million. $17 million he's paying into a jock tax. So, I mean, right out of the gates, you're just giving your money to the government. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they put up with it. I don't know why there's not a louder fuss, a bigger stink. Maybe... When athletes start signing deals in the states that have lower taxes, yeah. then maybe the leagues and the television companies will adjust. But until that day comes, I don't I don't think that's going to change. No, but I, I think people should at least bring awareness to it because it's, it's just kind of absurd and arbitrary. Jock right? tax. Jock tax, Insane. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start making bumper stickers. <laughs> just, just say end the know. jock tax. Yeah, exactly. End the death tax. Just end all taxes. Please, oh. for the love of God. Yeah, seriously. What do you think are the biggest problems facing America today? Ignorance, <laughs> indifference, and uh, health, I think. Yeah. Ignorance, indifference, and health, if you're speaking generally. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about what are, what are things that can be done overnight that yeah. would change the American lifestyle, Yeah. we need to turn our energy back on, A, and really, I mean, not to hark on the point, but we need to cut taxes. Yeah. You can't be independent. You you the, can't be well, free. We, the whole Declaration of Independence was fought over like a 2% tax. Yeah. Crazy. Now and we're and like now 40. we're paying like 30% yeah. of the money we make to the government. So you can't be free and prosperous if you're financially stricken like that. It's just true. It makes it a lot harder to build. It makes it a lot harder to be free. Yeah. Send your kids where you want them to go to school. So we've got to correct that issue. Unfortunately, we're going in the wrong direction on that. Yeah. But I feel this is a dormant volcano that is going to explode my, like Mount Vesuvius. I mean, I, I don't see how the American people can take this anymore. The inflation, the bills going up, the taxes going up. Something's got to give. Yeah. So you mentioned Vivek uh, Ramaswamy and Trump. What are your thoughts on Trump and Operation Warp Speed? He's still defending it. What, what are your thoughts on, I feel like a lot of the bases want some kind of answers on that, right? I think he made a mistake. Um, I, I can forgive mistakes. Yeah. I think in Trump's mind, he probably justifies it, maybe for reasons we don't know or can't understand. Certainly, I'm sure he thought that this would help get the economy back open. Uh, let's not forget, he is the president of the United States, not just conservatives. Sure. So some people wanted the vaccine. They sure. wanted it badly. Maybe he thought if he delivered it, he could win over some support before the election. So no doubt, I think it was a strategic error, a political error. Yeah. I think I understand maybe why he justifies it. I'm willing to forgive mistakes or errors as long as he's making the decisions himself. If Trump makes a bad decision, I can understand that. I've made plenty of bad decisions. Sure. But if somebody tells Trump to make a bad decision and then he does that, that's a totally different ballgame. But I don't think that was the issue. I'm not willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater because of that bad decision. And I've always said that at the end of the day, you really did have a choice to take the injection or not. Right. It, might, it might have been a, for some, the price of rejection would have been higher. No doubt. I'm not insensitive to that. 
But at the end of the day, it was going to be your choice to to make. And so I don't I don't think you can blame Trump if you rolled up your sleeve and got the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, you made that decision yourself. Sure. No, absolutely. We have free will and we make our choices and we pay the yeah. consequences of our actions. Um, I think people would just like him not to be digging his heels so much now. Right. Well, he's stubborn. Yeah. He doesn't like to admit, you know, he doesn't like to admit he was wrong or calm. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I definitely see that. What do you think is going to happen with the election? Now they're talking about masks coming back and the lockdowns and climate lockdowns. And, you know, last time it seemed like it was a really convenient way to get all those uh, mail-in ballots. Do you think we're going to have a 2024? Or do you think they're going to pull? What kind of shenanigans do you think they might pull? Yeah, they're definitely going to pull some shenanigans. When you're when you're when you're trying to prospect the future, you have to consider the yeah. <laughs> evil elements, right? You have to consider what we're dealing with. Yeah, they'll release a virus and lock you down and put a mask on your face and mail in ballots and everything else. So we do have to consider that. And when you do consider that, you think, well, gee, yeah, we probably either won't have an election at all or they'll engage in so much chicanery again, just like they did in 2020, that we won't get the result that we want. I don't like to be all doom and gloom. I do like to be a realist. That's a very real possibility. But I think that there's something happening now that I, I don't know. I don't know if it can be overwhelmed by corruption. I really don't. I think this political movement, this populist movement behind Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones and Michael Flynn and so many others, uh, this is an eternal flame. It's an eternal flame of liberty that we all possess and we can pass it to one another and we can help ignite it in one another. And so I don't think that's going away. So really we're up against the, uh, you know, one of the oldest phenomenons. It's an unstoppable force, that's us, yeah. versus the immovable object, that's the deep state, the administrative state. And so we're set for a head-on collision, no doubt, next November. Uh, we'll see if the American people, or specifically maybe the Republican party, is going to make the right measurements to ensure we get a legitimate result in 2024, but not too many people have hope in that. So it's going to be a head-on collision. Um, maybe we can overwhelm the fraud with our with our vast majority, though. In this time of great uncertainty, many of you may be worried about protecting your finances, finding a safe place to live, and ways to secure you and your loved one's future. Well, Mikkel Thora, the host of the Expat Money Show podcast, is hosting a free online event at expatmoneysummit.com that will address all of those concerns and so much more. The confirmed speakers include Dr. Ron Paul, Doug Casey, Mark Faber, Jim Rogers, plus international lawyers, offshore precious metals dealers, foreign real estate experts, and much, much more. In this free online event, you'll learn about finding a safe place to live in the world, legally eliminating your tax bill so you're not funding war or various weaponizations against we the people, international wealth protection, second passports. I personally would love one of those before more countries start requiring visas to travel there. And offshore banking. So don't miss the largest offshore event in the entire world. And the best thing is that it's free. You can pick up your free ticket at expatmoneysummit.com. Again, that's expatmoneysummit.com. Oh, we definitely hope for that. I, I know a lot of people are feeling very apathetic or they're very, uh, they're, they feel like the system's so corrupt that they don't even want to engage, which, you know, not going to help things, I don't think. Yeah. 
Well, I get asked the question a lot. What's the point of voting? Even yeah, if it's rigged? I, I, and I, I don't have an answer. Say that. No, you, you do need to vote for two reasons. Um, one, yeah, you may have seen that they brought up to be bake on the stage. It's, hey, you hadn't voted. Uh, you know, you never voted until 20, you voted in 2002 and then in 2020 or something, you know. So when you, when you call or you email your local politicians or you even want to get involved in politics, your voting record is going to be looked into. Sure. And if you didn't vote and you're, you're calling your representative, they're going to ignore your call. They don't care. You don't vote. It doesn't right. make a difference. So there's that angle. And I think the other angle is we don't want to quit voting because that's what the Democrats want. They don't want us to vote because then they can make the argument that we shouldn't have elections anymore. Exactly. So we still have to go out and vote and show AI up. I can run our elections now. And maybe would run it better than the Democrats. So I don't know <laughs> if it's opposed. But I think that it's about trusting the process. If we go out and we have one person, one vote, voting day, then yeah. we trust that, one right? Day. Why not have a holiday? Sure, it, whatever. The point is that we, so we the trust the system. people who are working system. don't go to work and they can actually go vote. And, and, and maybe you don't, you know, it, it's easier to vote too. And I know yeah. they have holidays, I think like in Australia and other places yeah. to vote. So I think though it's more just, we show up to vote because we trust the system. Yeah. Meaning that when it's run properly, it, yeah, works, it works, right? Yeah. One person, one vote, that system works. Yeah, they're definitely messing with it, but we have to show faith in the system and we have to show up so that we have political capital that when we want to get involved, we, we have that respect. Right, absolutely. So you have been a, kind of a political, uh, they kind of made an example of you. With, yeah, uh, it's been my life. But yeah. <laughs> my mother, uh, the judge in college, you know, and I'm uh, yeah, they like to make an example of me. Right. So... I, what are your thoughts on what happened with uh, January 6th and what they have, you know, in store coming up? Because I, I feel like they are really trying to go through this route of scaring people so that they can use the political um, power in order sure, to... Sure, sure. I'm not going to comment on January 6th. Okay. I'm still going through the legal process. Don't worry. I think the... What, what is a corrupt politician or a tyrant fear the most? It's an informed public and it's an engaged public, right? They don't want to see a million people in their swamp, right? Right. They don't want you asking questions about what happened in Maui. They want you to shut up. They don't want you to care. They want you to go back to watching the Kardashians, go back to watching the sports ball, sit down, shut up, don't care, you dirty American. Well, it's too late. We care now. Right. We care now. We are asking questions about Maui. We are paying attention to our elections. We are getting out in the streets, sometimes by the millions, peacefully. So uh, that's the last thing they, they want. Because at the end of the day, if you want to get back to the 2024 election, if Trump goes on a similar campaign to what we saw in 2016 and 2020, and he's putting up 30,000 plus per rally, and then whoever the Democrat candidate is out there putting up 10, 100, I mean, really, those are their numbers. Yeah. You can't pull the wool over the American people's eyes forever. They're going to see that. I think one more go of it, and maybe it's what we need, sadly. I think if it happens again, I think if you have the same thing, Trump with, I mean, you know, filling hockey arenas, football stadiums, and then if it's Joe Biden or whoever it is, uh, barely filling up a broom closet, I, I don't see that going well when they say, oh, yeah, Trump lost again. People are going to say, okay, look. This is absurd. I, I don't know a single Joe Biden voter. I've never seen a Joe Biden vote. I've never seen a Joe Biden hat, a shirt, a rally. 
I know, like everybody I everybody I know likes Trump, and he has these huge rallies. How is Biden winning? So I think that that's a major reckoning that is is well overdue, and maybe we have to have it the hard way again. Yeah, yeah. But I think people do need to, in mass, we need to rise up. And I think what you're saying, the Great Awakening, essentially, that's right? That's why we're here. Uh, yeah, that's exactly why we're here. So what do you, you started this by saying how it's really through the culture. What do you think can be done to win back the culture? Well, it, it takes people to stand up for what they believe in. Um, I, I tend to go back to the sports world because that's where I came from. Sure. That was a major influence to me when I was young. Yeah. And so I think that when you see the Los Angeles Dodgers doing the, uh, you know, gay drag queen night or whatever it was, well, you, you saw a little bit of pushback. Yeah. It wasn't much, but there was a little bit. They ended up doing a Christian night later on that same season. Yeah. Uh, another example might be with the hockey players refusing to wear the gay pride jerseys. They just said, nope, we're not going to wear this anymore. Uh, not ironically, many of them being Russians, go figure. So, you know, they hate them for that. But I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take men in influential positions like that outside of politics, right. uh, like a Mark Wahlberg in Hollywood who kind of goes against Hollywood establishment, a Mel Gibson. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take voices like that that are going to influence the youth because it's, it's, really, it's really about knowing your options, right? Yeah. I mean, if you just present the same thing over and over and over to somebody, then that's all they're going to know. If you feed me a ribeye for dinner every night, then I think ribeye is the only steak. Well, now you bring me a filet mignon, like, oh, <laughs> filet mignon, I kind of like this filet. So I think it's about having options, and it's going to take men. I don't know. Uh, uh, the whole women's thing and women's culture, you guys got your own thing going on. I don't even, <laughs> okay. even want to know. I don't even want to get involved in that. You guys sort that stuff out. All right. uh, but, but for men, it's going to be about influential men uh, going against the grain, speaking their real minds, and I think that will change the youth. I think that will change the way the youth processes politics, processes culture, and, and maybe say you've got a young guy who's maybe he's really into he's a gun guy. He likes yeah. to learn how to shoot guns and use guns, and he's into gun culture and hunting and all that stuff, but he doesn't want to talk about it because none of his friends know about it, none of the big influencers talk about it, athletes, whatever. Well, let's say maybe some athletes start talking about how they like guns or some actors in Hollywood start talking about how they like guns and shooting ranges and stuff. Well, now they're going to feel more comfortable to say, hey, I like this stuff. You want to come join me? Let's go learn how to use firearms. Let's learn about firearm safety. So I think that's what's going to take. And uh, slowly but surely, I'm seeing the signs. I mean, I really am. Uh, maybe it's a hopeful thing. But let's see. Let's see what happens next year when the NHL wants to do Pride Night and they tell these players to wear a jersey. Oh, wait, that's right. They canceled it. They yeah. canceled Pride Night. So there you go. So there's a there's an example of victory. So I think that it's the pendulum always swings back, right? right? The pendulum always swings back. And so I think we're overdue. Yeah, I think we're way overdue. What do you think about them uh, trying to, I, cause I feel like they do sometimes want a really far pendulum swing that they want to get reaction, right? Sure. So what do we do in order to encourage a, a, a correction, but not a violent explosion? Uh, well, I, most people don't want to be violent. Most people are nonviolent people. So yeah. I don't really think that that's a problem. I, I think the bigger problem is going to be not going so far yeah. that it gets toxic, which yeah. is, I'm a little concerned that it might get there. Yeah. Um, but most people are nonviolent. They don't, they don't want to engage in violence. They don't. If they did, 
I mean, you know, I don't need to say the rest. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think that's prop. People don't. They're not violent people. They don't want to get. They don't want to get into physical altercations. We're we're a peaceful people. We're a people that believe that we can solve our problems politically and amicably, and that's what we believe. Now maybe that belief is waning, um, but I don't know. I, I think that most people, most people still believe that we can save this country peacefully. I know I believe that. I do too. And so I, I think that we can avoid anything too bad. Uh, I, I don't want to think there's going to be, I mean, look, you could argue that you're already in a full civil war, maybe even a hot civil war. I mean, Ashley Babbitt gets shot to death in the Capitol and yeah. uh, they let the police officer go for that. We got all the political prisoners. I mean, Democrats show up to murder Republicans at baseball practices. Democrats show up to murder Supreme Court justices like Brett Kavanaugh. So, I mean, you could make the argument that, you know, hey, maybe maybe there's something there. Uh, but I think the fact that we're still peaceful, I think the fact that I could still go to a ball game or go to a bar, hell, even wear a Trump hat if I wanted, and yeah. and people are still nice enough and nobody, I mean, I've been punched before, sucker punched because of what I do and who I am, but it's rare. I think most people are peaceful. They want to they wanna save the country peacefully. They want to live their lives peacefully, so... I think we can avoid anything too uh, catastrophic. Yeah, well, I, I think that's right, and I really hope so. With the to well, you said that you, the concern is with it going toxic. What What do you mean by that? From the toxic. Well, you may have noticed this, and this might just be happening in, in maybe some younger generations. But okay. there's kind of this whole new thing of, with uh, gender wars. Yep. You know, I, I'm noticing gender wars that are going on, and so yes. that's kind of the thing that I'm more like, well, you know, now we're getting to a little bit of a toxic place. We don't need men and women fighting one another. Right. And uh, again, I mean, I, we don't need women fighting one another, but it seems to me that's what's going on, it guys. Does. Am I right? I mean, yeah. let's just be real here. So um, that's kind of the toxic nature of it that I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't like seeing that. I think that we need to find the things we agree on yes. before we find the things we disagree on. I think we agree on a lot more things than we disagree I so agree. Well, you've been really generous with your time. Do you have any words of hope you want to instill or anything else you want to share? And uh, uh, yeah. Never give up. Never give up faith. Uh, never give up the fight. Freedom is worth fighting for. Yeah. Freedom is worth dying for. That's why men have died for it, for eons and eons. So uh, America is worth this fight, and I think more people are going to join us. Ah, well, amen to that. Well, thank you so much, and... Uh, Check them out on InfoWars. You go three hours a day. Amazing. Band out video, 3 to 6 p.m. Central Time weekdays, InfoWars.com slash show. It's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you, and thank you for watching. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.